Utopia District Podcast. It's Indie Advent. Today I have a very special interview with Melanade, a future funk producer for the past mm, six, five years, something like that. Um, yeah. Several. Roughly. Yeah. Well, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. Hello. It's great to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, welcome to the pleasure. show. Thank you. We spoke on my old podcast, the Private Suite. Mm podcast yes. and um, it was real real treat i think we did twice actually maybe mm-hmm. is that right nice um i think so and uh now first time on utopia district and we are so honored to have you um like i was saying uh three or four albums deep i think um uh three three plus full. a little more yeah 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 there was one from 2018 or 20 19 we'll talk about a little bit later but yeah so um very much into the future funk scene um very uh active uh producer as well here and there uh when you go you really go (laughs) Um, (laughs) i try my best mm -hmm. and just you know if you consider all the features you've done and and singles and whatnot it it really does add up so we're so happy to be talking to you and doing this interview for existing fans and new fans speaking of can you give us a little introduction on you know what melanade is why you started the project and uh what are what your goals are all that kind of thing for sure um let's see i started in i started making music about 2015 2016 um i put out a few things i was mostly inspired by french house disco house uh future funk came along I did uh, my self-titled release in 2018, which was on Business Casual, mm-hmm. received well, uh, did, did pretty well, uh, and then Definitely. I just kind of kept going from there. I did my second album, Splash, I did Dream Plaza, which was more of a kind of chill hop type album. Um, yeah, lo-fi. And I'm back with my third one, which is From the Heart. Um, yeah. Round three. Awesome. Round three. Check it out if you haven't. It's on Business Casual. Just uh, search up From the Heart. You should be able to find it. It's. I love the the theme of your work, by the way, the consistency there. The um, artwork, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. It's the heart-shaped watermelon. <laughs> yeah, the so cover, cute. once again, shout out to Mocha Yume. He does all my art, my covers. Uh, as you said, he keeps it nice and consistent. And he did a great job. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What's what's their like Twitter? Just so I can put it in the description. Um, I think it's at Mocha Yume. I'll just double check. Mocha, I'm gonna try this and see what comes up. No, 
Um, it's no, probably. I think it's actually. Is it Cappuccino Cat? Hang on. Oh no, it's he's changed it. It's at underscore mocha underscore yume underscore. <laughs> so it's at mocha yume just with underscores. So M O C H A. M O K A. Mocha. And then yume is Y U M E, like the Japanese. Mocha I, I agree. It's not. It's not easy to find. I mean, that's that's the way you got to do it, man. It's 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 like the the old days when we used to be like lowercase x, capital mm. x, lowercase x, like xxx bounty hunter four twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Um, yeah, so awesome. So uh, to start off the show, we uh, maybe should play a track. Mm. Let's let's go with one from the new album. Oh, one from the new album. Let's see. How about because Shine Your Light has out, been out before? I think either because I'm trying to think of one which has the best story behind it. You have a lot of features on this. Maybe one with a feature. Yeah, you could do Bonjour Story, or we could go for uh, Burning Up. Burning Up is quite a good one. Let's do it. Okay, here it is, Burning Up, track number five from From the Heart. Here we go. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Uh, first, you gotta explain the opening sample. Yeah, How I'll explain that. that. Um, so it's from a film called Airplane. Uh, if oh, yeah. people have not seen Airplane, it's so funny. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Indeed, yeah. It's just go watch it. It's great. But that, it's the that's the classic. Uh, Don't call me Shirley. Joke. I was searching for something to exactly. <laughs> gotcha. That works. Mm. And this one, once again, if people don't know, this is a collab with Luanmer. Um, his album Evening was out on Neon City Records. Fantastic album. Fantastic producer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And his previous sure. one, Sunrise, I think, did really well. Sun- something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great artist. This is an awesome song, man. I'm like driving down the beach, top down, you know. There's the waves. And uh, the sample for this one is um, Hotline by The Silvers. If people are curious. Definitely. You, that's something I notice about you a lot. You're very open with what your samples are, and you like to talk about them a lot. I saw yeah. on, on Twitter, uh, there's that super sick uh, Barbie PC game with mm. with the drum and bass tracks and that like deep house. And yeah. I saw you comment one time on a tweet that exploded, not from the vapor scene, just some random guy that I follow. I forget who it was. And then there you are in the comments. At, Here's the sample. Uh, it's pretty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the original sample of that song. Let's get sidetracked off Burning Up. This is about to end. So I'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's on that's on the album. It came out really well. Um, collab with Luanmer. But yeah, that, that Barbie track, um, there, it was something about. Um, how the uh, the disco house wasn't expected to be so good on this random video game soundtrack. Um, the sample is Lay It Down On Me by Gerard Mallory. Um, it's actually a super good uh, like old school disco song. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always great to see, like, or to let people know what the sample is so they can find new music because I've always found new music from samples. Uh, so yeah. 
I I love it, especially when people transform the song a lot. Uh, there's kind of two ways of looking at it, right? People hiding behind the sample, like you know, um, mm. there, there's kind of an idea that a lot of the material has been sampled and used already, so it's like maybe mm -hmm. off limits, or people don't realize that it's been used already, and then you hear their new album and there's something that someone else made like mm. and um then there's the other side where you know you have people openly sharing it like groovy kaiju and whatnot and it's really nice to be able to see the comparison of what the original was and what you did with it yeah i do uh less chops usually i mean not that i don't do chops at all but um i just i just like to share it obviously if you micro sample and you heavily heavily chop a lot of stuff then you don't really need to give out the sample because people wouldn't be any of the wiser but um no i always uh and if anyone's curious whenever i release an album i always post the sample lists on twitter um so all the samples for all the songs are there including the weird random snippets of movies and other <laughs> stuff that i that i grab mm -hmm. yeah that's so cool i i, I appreciate that it's and it takes a lot of time you know, hmm. and organization and and thoroughness to be able to bring that value to your fans. And uh, that's like another question: like, why do you do it? Like, maybe you do it just for yourself to stay organized, right? So you can go back and yeah, partly. I mean, I used to not do it, and I did. Uh, if I wanted to remake tracks, it'd be hard because sometimes <laughs> I did lose a few samples of old stuff. Yeah, uh, I still I've don't know what they are. Horror but, stories. Um, yeah, it's for organization. It's for just, you know, I always think it's good to be transparent with what you use. Um, and the thing is, when I sample stuff, usually the I try to find stuff which is not which has not been sampled before, which is not always easy. Uh, or if it has been sampled before, I try and do it in a different way, right? Rather than to just mm -hmm. make another disco house song with the same sample. Um, yeah. So the the tracks I sample, often I really like them so much that i want to be like this is my music but also hey this sample this original is also really good like please check out this original because it's amazing um mm -hmm. the for example the sample on a bonjour story on the new album um that song by toulouse what would my mama say oh it's such a good song like just go listen to it it's, it's great uh but yeah nice yeah and that also shows like what you're into and you know, reveals to your audience some of your character and well, not like a character as like your actions but like the, your your branded character yeah yeah for sure i um, i just try the funkiest samples around possible <laughs> yeah that's awesome cool so uh great thank you so much for the introduction and did you tell the story for bonjour's story um or was it burning up or, or burning up rather yeah um i mean yeah i originally had the the track uh outlined and i had actually done burning up was it early last year i think it was early last year so i had the sample i had the drums etc it wasn't really working um and i can't remember if luan were reached out to me or if we were kind of mutually like we saw each other around and we're just like hey we should do something um so i had the, the discords yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Discord was was usually where we chat. Luan, we're super nice guy, by the way. Um, 
and I, I just said, hey, I have the, this project that's kind of 50% done, but it's not really working. And he just went away and he just finished it. Um, <laughs> he didn't do much in terms of the structure, but he brought on the, his, uh, one, of his, uh, one of his friends did the, uh, some of the bass and then he had, he had mixed it. He had mixed it in like a particular way and added just tiny bits of drums here and there. And it just completed the whole thing. And it was, yeah. it was really great to see something that I wasn't going to use at all. Uh, it was just going to sit in a folder, come come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really, uh, it's interesting. Like you can build out your song, but filling it out sometimes is the hardest part. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. I've done the reverse for other people. So um, Extra, which was on my self-titled, um, that was initially uh, Yo, who I made it with. Um she came to me with just sort of two loops of the sample with the drums, but not much structure and not much else. And even though it wasn't working for her, I was just like, right, put this here, put this here. And even though it doesn't feel like a lot, I was just able, I just saw where the track was going and just finished it in, I don't want to say 20 minutes, but it was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Finished it in a couple of days. So. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Well, I guess that's, uh, tells the story of, you know how you got into it and and whatnot so now let's talk about uh that uh vinyl pressing that mm. might be coming soon indeed so from the heart um with the my pet flamingo guys in wales again shout out to them great guys um new vinyl pressing of 300 records we have two color variants uh which you can see if you look around my twitter um and on theirs you'll see the colors but one is a kind of blue and pink uh smoosh i want to say it's hard (laughs) to describe these things uh similar to splash that we did before and then the other 150 are uh completely transparent vinyl but it's got specks of uh pink and blue kind of radiating out radiating out from the center if you've seen those splatter vinyls before yeah the splatter design uh, yeah yeah those. personally so i like good. the yeah i like the transparent one the most but um yeah so 300 and they'll be out on april 14th on my pet flamingo april 14th so just over a month away uh yes awesome that's great cuz yeah it's been a little while for that you know this the the market takes a long time these days and yeah, the we al- had album came out in August, right? Yeah, we had the biggest delay was with Splash, so that was released on on Business Casual and Tapes in 2020. The vinyl wasn't until oh early 2022, so it was like a year and a half, nearly two years. Obviously, there was a pandemic in the middle, um, but with yeah. From the Heart, I had uh, done that in. Uh, summer last year I had released it later 2022 and then the vinyl's all ready to go six months later mm-hmm. so it's a lot faster this time again yeah, thank yeah you so I much guess in, the... in retrospect yeah for sure thank you so much to the uh, My Pet Flamingo guys for their hard work and sourcing it all out one yeah. thing I wanted to mention as well is uh, in this vinyl we have a special insert in the sleeve and on it is the, the melonade recipe cocktail recipe oh uh, nice. so if you want to make it you can make it that's great <laughs> i love little like extra knickknacks like that like cool things especially when it comes to vinyl 
It's like yeah, you're putting it, it on was... physical. Why not use the opportunity to? Um, there's one band that I know, Horse the Band. They they had a Pizza Ninja Turtles album one time, and then they designed the album to go in a pizza box. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like a fake pizza box with like fake grease on it and whatnot. It's it's awesome. Really hard to find. Mm. But yeah, um, awesome, man. So yeah, we'll check out that vinyl. Everybody, my pet flamingo. Keep your eyes peeled for April twelfth. April fourteenth. 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 It may it may go quickly. And you've done all your vinyl. All your tapes are with BizCaz and all your vinyls with MPF, right? That's kind of your... Uh, yes. The, the the self-titled was with A2 back in the day. Um, but yeah, the... the oh, AE2. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that takes me back. Is that guy... I don't want to say no, their name. No are clue. They... No clue. No. I haven't spoken to him in a while, so we can maybe yeah. just gloss over that. I'm not, <laughs> not yeah. spoken to him. Maybe. For sure. But, for sure. Um, yeah, all the all the vinyl with MPF, all the tapes with BizCaz. I like to spread it because uh, not only does it kind of get my uh, music to both audiences, but I like to kind of gauge how people feel about the album before we do vinyl, because vinyl is obviously a, a big commitment. Um, and if I release something and it's not what people want or it's not good enough quality, then vinyl is, you know, not appropriate for it um mm-hmm. i don't i don't kind of do do it my my first thought is not okay album and then vinyl it's album do people like it is vinyl something people are interested in i can gauge that and then we do it um mm. i don't want to just kind of willy-nilly shove out hundreds of pressings yeah it, ab- absolutely for, for for several reasons also like you for you it's like album but then it's all after that it's like album 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 right like you release an album every two years pretty much yeah like i mean don't hold me to that i don't know what's gonna <laughs> i don't want to schedule and if you're thinking about that's, that's the pattern um yeah people yeah it's like daft punk every 10 years they tour oh wait no they don't but um <laughs> yeah i mean i have done one every two years for the past uh five six years um but that may continue it may not um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's i like to take the process a bit slower um definitely and and really gauge if it's something people are interested in yeah for sure i i that's someone said something on twitter recently it was like what's a hot take or whatever and something i said was just people releasing albums too fast Mm -hmm. um because you have to think about the people around you that are releasing albums and how many there are and how easy it is to oversaturate yourself. Um, yeah, the schedule... Making sure every album is is that top tier level. Uh, like yeah, Windows I'm... 96 always comes to mind. I think I've said that before on the show. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more releases nowadays across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm part of no-tilled tapes... Uh, the schedule is very packed. I have to kind of, okay, go through all my friends. Is anyone releasing? Go through the whole label roster. Is anyone releasing? Is anyone releasing on Montem or Nightfall or BizCaz or My Pit Flamingo? Uh, you know, you got to pick core specs as well. Yes, you got to pick the right date, um, especially kind of 
we have uh, Chance Dillasol, who's on No Till Tapes. Um, shout out to him, amazing Plunderphonics guy. If you if you like that kind of more Plunderphonics side of things, Chance um, is playing at our upcoming event on March eighteenth. Actually, is he yeah. amazing? Definitely mm-hmm. go to that. Tune in. But, um, he is a machine. The amount of albums he finishes uh, so quickly. I I do not understand it. It's unbelievable. He he publishes you know multiple albums a year. That's cool, but that's not me. I do you know I can just about manage one every two years. <laughs> um, obviously, there's <laughs> singles in between then, and some yeah, remix and some a lot of singles, stuff, a lot of collabs. So. Well, you're also um, you know you are working. You're you're going to school, I think, and now you're working on a game as well. Yeah, I finished I finished university, but I have. Yeah, I work nine to five, and then I'm also working on my game as well. Um, I also do music commissions occasionally. Um, did one for Riot Games, but we can maybe talk about that. Um, yep. And then uh, I'm doing. I've got a Patreon now as well, which has a little, a little bit of a time commitment. So yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, give Chance Dilla Soul a check and. Uh... Check out the Bandcamp too. We'll link it in the description. Uh, I wanted to get back into one of my previous questions, actually, and just tell the story of, you know, how you found Future Funk and fell in love, and like, you know, continued mm. to want to make it and push the envelope of it. Yeah. So I, as I said, I started about 2015. Um, that's when Artsy really started to take off, as I remember. Um, cause he started in 20, 2012, 2013, uh, but it didn't take off until 2014, 2015. So I found those videos on my recommended, um, and it, for me, it was the perfect mishmash of, uh, kind of aesthetic stuff with disco house and franchise that I already loved. Um, and it, it just, it just combined so many potent things that I enjoy. It's like someone took like franchise and anime and, disco house and electronic music it just kind of mushed it all into this perfect thing that didn't exist until i found it and it was oh it was so good um and then it just inspired me so much because so i started checking out the artists in the scene etc it was such a friendly and welcoming scene because you could actually just chat to the artists and you know say hi hop around discord this is when discord started to take off as well mm-hmm. um so yeah and then i just started going making my stuff it found its niche it got some response which i'm kind of eternally grateful for um and i guess uh i'm always inspired to make more simply because um there seems to be a demand for it but also i enjoy it a lot you know Uh, that's kind of a given um (laughs) there's also a lot of people around me in the producer scene who kind of inspire me to improve and do better as well Mm -hmm. um so um shout out to the whip hill uh secret discord server that's only for them only they're gonna get it but it's a it's a kind of <laughs> hidden discord that i'm in of um all the producer mates uh yeah. but no they we support each other a lot we offer feedback on on tracks to each other um and i think it's inspiring when you see other people in the scene especially the bigger artists like vantage uh fantastic artists desired uh you know doing doing these big things doing shows 
producing amazing stuff or just anyone producing amazing stuff, it always inspires you to do better and to try harder and to just mm-hmm. make what you can. So, um, yeah, yeah, from the heart really is from the heart. Um, might be a little cheesy, but uh, I really love what I do. Um, the fact that people listen to it um, and enjoy it and, and I have that back and forth is is 100% of the fun, really. Yeah. Yeah, check it out, everybody. You know, you put two years of work into it and just think about the, you know, it's just so, I think it's like, your music just seems very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that about it. Yeah, I try, I try kind of, again, I will release singles throughout the year, but I don't try to just kind of, uh, I resist the temptation to throw out loads of stuff just onto SoundCloud because for this, I'm just going to check this folder right now. For this album, I had a lot of throwaway projects. So, um, I mean, I guess any musician goes through and makes stuff that um, doesn't work, but for the from the heart album i had one two three four five six seven eight nine eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen nearly 20 uh songs that i had just thrown out wow. or you know unused they're in a folder so they're not gone i might use them in the future but yeah, there's a lot of throwaway lot. stuff that i didn't want yeah you know uh the band's this is a tangent the band simple plan can't say i do but go ahead no yeah maybe they didn't make their way over there uh, for those who don't know, you're in Scotland, was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's Canadian like pop punk band around the time of like Avril Lavigne, Sum Forty One, that sort of thing, and they you, they have one hit album. It's like ten songs, and apparently they wrote like 150 songs. Why? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite at that level yet, but I'll get it's there. It's just it's it's astounding <laughs> when you think about. Like what goes into choosing the right songs to to make up the album and what the right vibe is. It's just uh it's crazy. Very, yeah. I admire that. Um so I wanted to well, I guess we should we'll finish off. So shouts out to Discord for making a lot <laughs> of this uh community interaction and stuff possible. And uh, I think we owe some of that to Discord and also Artsy. And YouTube, I actually have another podcast episode coming up where that's kind of the main theme of the episode. So we'll hold hold the deep combo on that for later. But yeah, so you you made those first albums, and somehow you got connected with my pet flamingo and business casual, and now you're kind of just you know in the flow of it, and it's now it's been five five years, yep. something like that. It's crazy. It's like time flies, man. It doesn't feel like Splash came out three years ago. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that either. Um, so I met I met the the My Pet Flamingo guys in uh, the IRL in 2019 at the London show uh, that we organized. Me and Strawberry Station. Was um, that Groove Horizons? Groove Horizons, yes. Yeah, uh, right. So yeah, that was an amazing night, but it doesn't feel like. Ooh, nearly four years ago now mm-hmm. um so yeah it's all gone from there um crazy crazy stuff yeah any speaking of live shows um i know there's a couple things going on out there here and there with like 
time slaves and future sounds. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, they had a, sh- a show in London in November. I want to say November. Might have been yeah. September. With Ev.exe and a bunch of the Vaporwave uh, UK scene. That went UK. very well. Yeah, awesome. As I saw. Um, they are planning a show for this spring, I think, but no confirmed or no no date yet. So I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, might happen, might not. Yeah. I am not representative of my pit flamingo legal <laughs> legal blah blah blah. Um yeah, however sure. my uh one of my pals Snowdream, uh he's kinda new producer in the community been putting out some great stuff. Put out Strike E P on Bear Good Records. Uh he is DJing in London. Uh oh, sick. in April. Ow. Uh is it April? April. Yeah. So if you don't know Snowdream, check him out. He's he's DJing. Um and hopefully we should get another. I should be able to get another London show, because um, I've mm-hmm. moved away from London, so it's a further trip down for me now. Yeah, true. Right, right. Yeah, Snowdream is. You know, Strawberry got me onto Snowdream back when he was here in Canada, and um, yeah, he's he's really talented, and and I I hope that they uh, have the chance to you know grow and put out a big album, maybe a vinyl someday. Um, yeah, that's if, awesome. But the Barry Goods Records one, I'll check that out. I saw it, but so many albums came out. <laughs> I was just like, oh god. Yeah, yeah, there's so many come out. I was gonna mention he did uh, a remix uh, that featured on the Splash vinyl. He did the remix of some type of way, mm-hmm. and he did his garage chops and drums thing, and it was just oh, it was so good. I was so gonna good. say, should we play a track by him? I saw you re. SoundClouded oh, his together. Play, song. Yes, play together. So, uh, this is his new song together. Um, he's just been working on some kind of more purely house slash garage stuff. This is fantastic. Okay, fantastic. here it is. Together by Snow Dream. So yeah, he comes from the kind of UK garage scene. Uh, mm. But the uh, his his sample choices um, he chooses them really well. He has that knack for seeing a loop. Yeah, that's for sure. He's going with it. You can't teach that. Yeah, it's taking me back to the '90s for sure. Mm. I'm not sure. I think this is just released on the same card. It's not on a on a label. Um, mm. I think uh, he was saying he submitted it to the, the Future Punk playlist, but that playlist hasn't been updated in so long. I heard, I heard about um, that. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on with it. So. Has anyone found out who runs it? Uh, well, it's just the the people at Spotify, but I think I heard yeah. someone saying they had heard from someone that it's just kind of an algorithmic playlist and they don't, mm. ha- you know someone's not assigned to it they don't keep tabs on it very often interesting like there's certain artists that are featured on there more um i'm not sure i'm i'm, I'm just not sure it's as curated as people think uh, okay but who knows I, yeah, I don't okay. Spotify, I, that so. makes sense because you know they they'd have to have somebody for every genre that's like in it right to, but, to yeah there's it, a lot of playlists you know so yeah to make it actually to make make every song valuable and not just like the top hits of what everybody already knows and shit. Yeah. So, uh, what other music are you listening to these days? 
What's inspiring mm. you? Um, I mean, after I finished the album, I just kind of went back to listening to old school funk and sort of disco stuff. Um, and let's see, because I should think about what future funk slash mm. how to listen to. Yeah. There's an album by Shirueto, uh Ira. Um, it was also on the City Records. Fantastic, fantastic album. One of the best kind of ha- disco house slash French house records I've heard in you know in recent years. It was, it was fantastic. Um, and of course, Evening by Luanmer. Uh, I feature on that as well. Uh, Burning Up is on that. Um, so yeah, there's lots of good stuff coming out on the City recently, which I've been listening to. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we also had. Uh, was it last week? It'll be this week. Uh, at time of recording, we had Pop Up's new album um, out on No Till Tapes. It's not Future Punk though. It's like a, a hip hop. Uh, yeah, also thing. And that was oh, it's so good. I know I say everything is so good, but it's it's so good. <laughs> it, it is. I listened to yeah. that one. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Pop Up. I did their visuals for one event um, mm. that they played at. I forget which one it was, but uh, I've got all their tapes, and I. It took me a second to get into it. You know, I was like, "Huh, mm-hmm. this does not sound like pop up. What's going on here?" But it. Once I got into the vibe, I was like, "Oh yeah, man." Yeah, we it's, were. It, it's um, distinguished. I think that's why he wanted to release it on community. No tilt, because if he'd have put it out on Bandcamp, if he'd, if he'd have put it on band camp it wouldn't have got the same response um good track because people know him there for future funk and house and stuff but um mm-hmm. yeah we were very pleased to put that out. yeah it's always hard to uh to sh- you know carve out a lane for yourself in a whole nother sound when your fans expect something yeah. that's why people change their names a lot or come out with multiple projects mm-hmm. so yeah check out snow dream we'll link the uh, Bandcamp and SoundCloud in the description. All right. And so, any other mu- music you're checking out these days? Any other um, producers? There is uh, Mr. Wax. Um, he is making some tracks actually for my game. So, I've been kind of listening to a lot of his work in progresses. But uh, he's nice. got a new EP, Blur. Or it's called Blur. It's out in five days on Very Good as well. Great stuff coming out very good these days. Um, Shouts out Strawberry Station. Indeed. And what else have I been listening to? I'm just going to check my SoundCloud listening history because that'll have it on there. Um, the new Alan Brax and DJ Falcon uh, EP and their single Creative Source because um, they came out with that. Franchise Legends, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and not much else apart from that because we've been very busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned your game. Let's slide yes. into that. So tell me about it. First of all, what's it called? So I don't have a confirmed title yet. Um, I'm thinking of calling it Hover Steppers, but mm. I'm not too enthused with the name, so it might change. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, so um, if people don't know, I put out a little fishing game uh, on Steam. I work as a, a programmer. That's my 9 to 5 for a video game studio. Um, but yeah, I made my first game, would it be two, it released, it released February last year, so it's 
been pretty much a year since it released. Uh, made a little uh, the game. Steam release? Yeah, Steam release. Um, it's coming to Nintendo Switch soon. But uh, I did a little fishing game. It's called Isle of Jura on Steam. And I'm working on my next game, which is... Uh, so if you know, you know, uh, kind of skate, skate two, skate three, the, the, the main skateboard games or any kind of skateboard game, you run around, you do tricks, you you do combos. Skate four is coming out very soon. Yeah. They just released some more footage of it today or yesterday. Uh, very good. Um, but yeah, snow dream introduced me to SSX tricky, which probably. Oh, classic, Um, classic. That's the best one. Yeah, downhill snowboard game where you kind of race and do tricks, essentially. So basically, I'm doing a kind of variation on that, but with hoverboards. Because I was looking around, and I was looking at skate games, and I was like, nobody has done, to, to my knowledge, and maybe someone out there, feel free, uh, that has done a kind of skateboard trick game, but with hoverboards. So that's essentially what it is. You're going to go laps around courses, do tricks, go fast, and look very cool. Uh <laughs> And it that's looks it. so fun, really. Yeah. Though, though, and and I know it's a preliminary, like maybe alpha stage or not even, but um, it just the physics engine looks so great. Like I could spend so Thank much you. time in there, just screwing around, trying to do flip, backflips, and you know. Yeah the the first thing I really wanted to get down. We are, or I say we. I am still pre-alpha with it. Um, Snowdream and Mister Wax are making some tracks for this for the soundtrack. Um, they're bringing a kind of 2000s era uh, Gran Turismo menu song mm-hmm. vibe, which is what I'm targeting. Um, but yeah, the the first thing I wanted to do was get the movement right and the physics right because uh, it should be fun to just load into the the kind of tutorial area, the skate park, and just just do tricks and not really have any goal. And if that's fun, then the rest of the game will be even more fun. Exactly. Um, so yeah, the physics took quite a while. Uh, it's all pretty much custom physics. Um, so the hoverboards, the grinding on rails, uh, tricks. I've I've recently added I've added slalom uh, this week, so you can kind wow. of go in between poles and all that. Um, yeah. oh. And then you have the combos. So obviously the whole thing is about chaining tricks together and keeping the combo going as long as you can. So you can do tricks and then line on a grand rail and then come off and do some more tricks and then do a slalom and then do a kickflip and then go into another jump and all that. Uh, awesome, man. Awesome. So yeah, that's the plan. What's the goal for a release date? Uh, release will be next year um, mm-hmm. at the very least. It depends how I go with publisher because uh, I'm definitely wanting to get a publisher with this. But if I manage to, if everything goes well, uh, we should be doing kind of beta early next year and then release mid next year. But that's if all goes well. It might be a little later. Uh, that's great. So that's it'll, great. it'll be sometime next year, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, you know, going with a publisher, I'm sure is something you're a little familiar with just through your work. Mm-hmm. I had um, at my first job actually. Um, the the head honcho from the publishers came into the office and had a meeting with us, which was quite useful for experience um and i also partnered with a, a small publisher for isle of jura um we it got yeah. handed off to a bigger publisher now for the nintendo switch uh shout out to red deer games because they're doing the, the switch port and all of their hard work uh, nice into that um but yeah what i'm hoping is 
I'm going to pitch because I've done this game with Red Deer. Hopefully, I can pitch this next one to them, and they'll go, "We want that," and then I can mm-hmm. I can do it. And this will be nice. really good. This will be an even better game for Nintendo Switch, I think. Um, yeah, because then you can kind of just hop on and off and hoverboard whenever you like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds so cool, man! Uh, big ups to you. That's that's really hard work. Mm. And if if anyone want to see uh, progress on the game, because I do post stuff occasionally, yeah, uh, I have a Twitter, uh, which you can find on my my music Twitter, but it's called EM Games. Uh, if you just search for at EM Game Dev, uh, you can find stuff about Isle of Jura and my my game updates, basically. Awesome. EM Games. Let me just write that down so I can put it in the description. And what was your experience like, um, you know, working with Steam and getting your first game on there? Um, it's an experience. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I would really say, uh, how do I how do I kind of go about this? Steam it has a certain way of doing things. For those who are technically minded, um, you have to download the Steam SDK, and they have. They have introduced uploading files like drag and drop to the web browser to upload stuff. But if you want anything of any kind of size, which really you have to, um, the only way to submit builds is via command line. This is already getting very technical, and I can tell like 10 people have just fallen asleep. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> awesome. About this. But, I dig it. Um, so you have to basically build your game in whatever engine. You put it in this certain folder. You have these config files which i don't know if they're in bash or if they're in something else and you need to go into the config files and set the directories and then get the the uh the uh open your command thing and open the steam sdk and then do the build command with the right directory and the right build settings file and uh, it's it could be a pain getting up there it's it's i understand why it's done that way and it's pretty flexible because you can put patches out, etc. Um, but if you've not done it before, it can be a little daunting. Uh, mm. It is easier to get a publisher to just manage your Steam page. For, for this, for Isle of Jura, I managed the Steam page. I did quite a bit of the um, the ad hoc marketing, and I was getting mm-hmm. key visuals and stuff. Um, and really, it's stuff as a game dev you don't want to be doing. You just want to focus on making the game, and really, the publisher should just do all the marketing, the Steam page, the, getting it on Steam, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's much easier to just compartmentalize that. Um, and I'm very thankful that C. Dot came on as publisher, and now I have Red Deer. Um, hopefully, Red Deer can do my next game, but we shall see. And that's enough talking about technical stuff because I don't want to send people to sleep <laughs> talking about command lines and bash and stuff. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, the last thing I was going to say about it is if anyone wants to learn more or follow your journey through game development, what's the best way to do that on Steam, on Twitter? Um, yeah, so Twitter really is the main place. Um, I post updates. I might. What do is a, your Twitter? It's at emgamedev. Uh, that's the EM games one. Okay, so you separate that from your Melonade project. Yeah, yeah. Basically, cool. the yeah, it's people people want to know about music, they go there. I do retweet stuff occasionally, um, but yeah, if you want to know about my game dev stuff, go to my at EM game dev Twitter, um, and I'll post stuff occasionally. Um, and I might do a post mortem on Isle of Jura. 
because it has sold decently well. Um, not anything amazing. I'm not a millionaire or anything. <laughs> uh, far from it. But um, it did well. Maybe I can help people kind of get into it. I use Unity personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we on you, I'm using Unreal at work at the moment, so I can swap between the two. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. Now, I know there's a lot. Of, just in the Utopia District Discord, we have a few people making games alone. Mm. So I know there's a lot of a lot of really talented people out there trying to do this sort of thing, and it's just like knowing the right things to do. It's kind of like how to get your album selling as well, right? It's just yeah. Like, I mean, I would uh, say honestly, finishing an album is easy, is way easier than finishing a video game gotta say game <laughs> yeah. dev is game dev is really hard um yeah. people really like oh we'll to... just just add the character and just add the line of code that makes it move and you're done like oh it's, it's so hard i think what's so hard about coding to me and actually we can talk about this a little later i wanted to ask you about your thoughts on ai and the rise of chat gpt mm-hmm. and these these uh ai art uh like mid journey and whatnot but yeah. um you know, how to just get to that sort of next level, sort of? Like, how do I explain it? I think it's so hard about coding to me is it's like you're not just doing one thing, like writing a song, you know? Like, you've got your one instrument, and then you layer it up, and you've got, like, 12 instruments tops. But writing a game is like you have so many variables things to juggle that yeah like you can break it really easily yeah figuring out like how to make it do what you want to do based on how you've built it as soon as you it gets to the level you're making like i i I really admire that skill set too yeah i mean if you're a good programmer your code should be robust and therefore should not break very often uh but we all know you're building your own physics yeah we all know you said that's wild um but yeah the physics the physics for this game um unity provides i think it uses nvidia physics sdk Mm. um it has built-in stuff for collisions and gravity and all that jazz um but the hoverboard is quite custom um yeah in in terms of coding um talking about the difficulty i think i think solo indie dev or game dev is so difficult because so usually in, in big projects, like I'm on at work, you have literal teams of people, teams that will just work on one thing. So you said that music is making, just making a song, you're doing one thing. Um, just for the user interface, they'll have an entire team of people just for the user interface. They will not do mm. anything actually to do with the, how the game works. They will just make the UI. And then you'll have a whole other team of people who just make the art. If you're making a game yourself, you have to do the sound, you have to do the art, you have to do the animations, you have to do the systems code, you have to do the save and load code, you have to do the physics, you have to do the UI, you have to do, and all these things have to interconnect with each other. Um, wow. So I guess that's what's difficult about it. Um, yeah, and and having the organization to like be able to work together with people and, and split tasks up, mm-hmm. like that must be crazy. Um, like what did people do before GitHub? <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, that's the producer's job. The producer's job is to is to split tasks. Yeah, good, so. good point. Um, you know, I just saw an awesome video on. Uh, did you know Roller Coaster Tycoon was made by one person and he wrote it entirely one. in assembly. He 
an assembly. Yes. yes, it blows my mind. Like, if people don't know what assembly is, for again tech people, <laughs> hopefully they're not putting more people to sleep. But so pro- programming <laughs> programming languages are usually in kind of English-ish. So it uses if, it uses then, it uses for, it uses all this all this jazz. Um, assembly is essentially the low-level code that runs directly on your processor, um, and it's really hard to read and to write. It's all so just if, numbers and, and yeah. Characters. If you like, if you thought strings. normal coding like C plus plus was hard, times that by ten, and that's assembly, and then write roller coaster tycoon like yeah <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> and by yourself too and and all, like all the variables that are in that game like the health and happiness and behavioral stuff hmm. uh, of each of the sprites and the, the the physics engine he made for the roller coasters in assembly it's like dude because you're basically like finding ram values yeah you're basically programming it on a microchip it, yeah, uh, on assembly, you're you're coding directly on on the processor. Um, yeah, which is why Roller Coaster Tycoon runs so well on crappy PCs, right? Yeah, because you can with that low level, you can really optimize the hell out of the memory and and CPU usage. Uh, mm-hmm. Unity uses C sharp. It's relative to assembly. It's insanely higher abstraction. Um, it provides that lots of nice more. You don't need to know anything about managing memory. C Sharp just does it for you. As a garbage collector, you make an object, you get rid of an object, you don't care. Um, mm. So that's what makes Unity so nice. It, it, you know, you just do your thing. C Sharp, which we use, or C plus plus, which we use at work. A bit more involved. You got pointers. You got memory flying about. Um, obviously, you can optimize more. But yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. What do you think about games like um, Undertale? I've never played Undertale. Um, what? You seem like you I know that's everyone's reaction. Um, I've never played it. I've always been tempted. My girlfriend played Omori. Uh, she was very taken by Omori. Mm. And I know it's a similar kind of vein of game, that yeah. 2D RPG. Um, I've never played it, is my answer. I, <laughs> I need to, evidently, because so many people have been telling me to play it. Uh-uh. Yeah, this it's that's like the one that comes to mind when I think of uh, games that were made alone, especially because he made the. Excuse me. Oh my dear. So sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. Uh, <laughs> he made the uh, the music too. There's a lot yes, of music. I have heard the music. Music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I heard some of the stuff from Delta Rune as well. Which yeah, I still have to play Delta Rune. Uh, wow. Oh, I'm just looking up games made by one person. Apparently, well, I guess Thomas was alone is a fairly simple game. Minecraft, but, technically, at the beginning. Yeah, true. Braid. I did not know Braid was made by one person. Uh, Dust and Elysian Tale. Cave Story. That that makes sense. Retro City Rampage. Loads. Wow. Loads. Obviously Tetris. However, what it doesn't list is the ninety nine. Was it Super Meat Boy by one guy too, or was it two people? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm, okay. You never saw Indie Game the movie? Can't say I have. No. Oh, check it out. Yo, it's it's awesome. It's a great. It's a breakdown of the indie game scene, like back when it first. Oh, it's started more like up. a documentary. Okay. Documentary with the creators of, uh. Ba- is it Braid? No, Bastion? Bastion. No. Bastion. Yeah, Bastion, I think. Or Braid. It's, I always get those two confused. 
It's like the time manipulation. Oh, one. that's Braid. That's um, okay. Braid. Braid. Jonathan Blow. Braid. Yeah. Yes. And then Super Meat Boy and Fez. Ah, Fez. Fez. Yeah. Classic, classic Fez. So it's really great. You should check it out. We'll do. And anyone listening, I'll put a link in the description. And it's a great time capsule of 2010 as well. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, we're big fans of on this show. <laughs> Just time capsules in, in general. Um, cool, cool. So that's a lot of cool game game talk here let's let's steer it back over to the music side um so let me just read my notes here league of legends because that's games and music perhaps yeah yeah first off though i want to talk about your patreon i noticed that you started that up fairly recently yeah and just want to talk about uh you know what your plans are for that and what people can expect yeah so um the Patreon is now up. It's on patreon.com slash melanin music. Um, essentially, the, f- the first thing I want to say, which I also said in my announcement, was um, my music is free and it will always be free. If you, you know, if you want to just stream my music, it will forever be free. Do not worry that it is behind any paywall stuff. That's the first thing I want to say. Um, this is essentially for anyone who wants to, who wants to support me a bit further. Um, mm-hmm you know, monthly or if you just pay off uh, a one-time thing, that's totally fine. Um, and you get special goodies in return. Um, mm-hmm. So there's different tiers uh, as usual with these things. Um, at the very least, you'll get... Uh, I'm now doing a kind of Patreon-exclusive song every two months or so. Um, those will be released to everyone eventually. Um in lossless format too. Yes, so you get them an MP3. If you get the tier extra, you get the the lossless. Um, any bonus remixes or so remixes of songs that I do, I've got a few queued up, which I'm going to put on the Patreon um, as well. If stems the, too. Oh shit. Yep. If you're in the mid tier, you get uh, early access to all my songs, so you get to hear them first. There's already a sneak preview of my uh, song coming out on Flamingo Funk Volume Three which is out in about two weeks. Um, so you get early access to that and any, you know, you'll get early access to little pictures of vinyl or, or tapes or whatever I'm working on. Um, and then in the top tier, you'll get uh, all of that and you'll get the stems for my songs. So if you want to remix or you want to just learn and see how I, how I make my stuff and all the samples, um, you'll get songs, you'll get stems for all of my songs. There is only one pack of stems up because um, I've been working this week, but... Uh, I'll be putting kind of about a song a week up in terms of stems. Uh, so eventually you'll have the whole package. Uh, so yeah, if you want to support me a bit more, get some more goodies back, Patreon is for you. But if you don't, that's also cool. You can listen to my stuff totally for free. Yeah, that's that, That's awesome. And can you, just for anyone who might not know, explain what the... like desire to have an artist's stems is yeah so for some people uh at at the very basic level it gives uh an understanding of how the song has been made and the elements that make up the song because you can hear them all individually um Mm -hmm. and going beyond that it then allows you to either use those snippets or techniques in your own songs or if you want to remix um stems are invaluable so if you want to remix my stuff you can uh 
use those stems because really I do I really do remixes by kind of invitation only the ones for splash and the vinyls are you know I pick out people and I kind of invite them to do a remix especially it's, it's yeah. quite a, a special thing for me um, yeah based on the vibe of the song and whatnot yeah so you could do a remix um, or you can resample so if you wanted to sample one of my songs because I do have a couple of original songs um, I'll be posting stems of my entirely original songs, which then you can sample in your songs. And if you want to sample me, just just credit me, and you can do it for free, totally for free. You don't just go go sample, totally cool. Um, That's awesome. So yeah. You know, adding to the pool of material that people need because we're getting to a point too where people are getting nostalgic for vaporwave and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite funny, uh, or at least for the early, the early. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll, you know, it'll it'll come back around uh, in a couple of years. Um, it, let let alone like it right now. Yeah. Um. Cool. Cool. So that's great. Uh, follow Melanade on Patreon. We'll put the link in the description there. If you want any of the perks and uh, want to keep up with all that good stuff. So next up. We will talk about a uh, a new single that you've made. It's let's go for the nobody here echoes of the past collab you did with Strawberry Station. Yeah. So for yeah for anyone that hasn't seen that nobody here echoes of the past, my pet flamingo and team got some artists together to uh, remix uh, some classics from from the vaporwave scene from you know. St. Pepsi to Vectroid as an homage and in preparation for the release of the Nobody Here film, which I think I believe we're going to try and get it out before the end of the year. Um, so yeah, I, again, I, I'm not legal representative for My Pet Flamingo <laughs> or anything. Uh, They're working very hard and it's coming along is, is, is all I can say. Yeah, That's what I'm going to say. They're sure. working hard it's coming along. Definitely. So, um, you know, let's talk about the track. You know, what song did you sample? Yeah. So, uh, believe it or not, this is my first collab with Strawberry Station. That sounds insane. Um, known each other for so long. This is our first coming together on a track. Um, so, my pet flamingo approached us. They needed something for this. They had already interviewed us both at the same time for the for the documentary. So only fitting we do something for this. Um, we were given an option of a bunch of tracks. I can't remember what the other ones were, but I think for us it, it always had to be the, the St. Pepsi Better, uh, Better by St. Pepsi, sorry, track. Um, <laughs> it's Hip Vibes as an album got, or it was instrumental in bringing me and Strawberry into the genre. Um, yeah. Just a classic. And... We tried our best to uh, pay homage, but also maybe bring a little something new. Uh, we took it in a more disco house direction. It's certainly faster BPM. And Strawberry lent quite a good touch to it with a, a few synths in there as well. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, you know what? Let's check it out. Let's throw it on. Um, as long as that's okay with you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, folks, here it is. Better and better. Remixing St. Pepsi by Melonade and Strawberry Station. Hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. 
It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, it's back to the future there. I always use my movie quotes. So we just focused mm-hmm. on one loop for this. It's, I think it's a, a slightly different loop as to the main loop in the original. Well, yeah, it's from the chorus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it, uh, if anyone's uh, wondering, the sample for the original original is... Um, just going to grab it. <laughs> It's uh, I Can Make It Better by The Whispers. Check out The Whispers. Whispers. Unbelievable punk band. Fantastic. If we do have a, a live show in London, I'm definitely playing this it's, uh, in my set. I was, that's what I'm imagining while I'm listening to the live show. The light setup. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice of them to include, um, you know, uh, you know, a fair amount of future funk. Yeah, on the album. I, I think that was um, obviously the focus was vaporwave, but it, it it was good to have a you know three or four uh, of the genre. Yeah, for sure. I love uh, the time slave or timeshare. Sorry, Enzo's remix of. Uh, I can't open it now because I have the song. I'll check it. Um, sneakers for men. Right, eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that came out really good. There it is. First collab with Strawberry Station. All done. Here's to many more. Hope so. Y'all have known each other for six years. At um, least now. Yeah. It's 2018, right? Yeah. I mean, I can scroll back on Discord, but I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be somewhere around. That's a, a great thing about Discord. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so check out the album, everybody. There's still... There's a very limited number left. left. I'm looking at it. It'll probably be gone by the time you get, uh, by the time we put this out. Maybe they'll do a repress, but uh, it doesn't stop you from downloading and listening to the digital. A lot of great remixes on there. Meshes, classic, just uh, nobody here, right? And so many more. Um, All right, let's move along to another single that you have this time this one came out uh like almost a year ago now i guess mm-hmm. right it was on the league of legends sessions ah yes future funk album yes the big which one is so cool uh star guardian Tal- Tal- talia 
Talia. <laughs> I don't play anymore, yo. Um, yeah, released as July 11th, 2022. So that is so cool, man. I was talking to Randy about that. Um, yeah, well, I had first two, off, two songs on there, actually. But yeah, go yeah right, right, right. Two songs. So how did that like come about? Like, what's the story? Well, ah, uh, um, if you can tell it. No, I can tell it. Um, so I was sitting at home. Um, this was actually at my mama's house in like ooh, February, March last year. Uh, and I was chatting to Mayor just in Discord. And he said, "Oh yeah, I'm just I'm 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 making music for League of Legends." And I like exploded. Obviously, I was like, "Oh wow. my god, amazing! Well done, dude!" Etc. And then he was like, "I I still don't understand how Mayor took it so nonchalantly." But he was like, "Oh yeah, they were. I think they were looking for you as well. They had a list of of people they wanted." I was like, "What?" So, um, so yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think Fiber was pretty instrumental. Fiber and Discoholic. Uh, they had outreach to might have been Young Bay's manager or other people. Again, if I'm misconstruing this, I'm not legal representative for anyone, etc. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Fiber. He does great work for the scene. And he and many other people, especially the fantastic people at Riot Games, had organized basically um, this list of uh, artists in the scene and kind of surrounding scene with Kawhi Bass and uh, Future Bass and all that jazz. Um, of music they wanted to use for their upcoming event. So if anyone doesn't play League, a hell of a lot of people don't play League. So I'm not going to talk about League, don't worry. Um, essentially, they do this semi-yearly thing where uh, they have an event called Star Guardian and basically they dress up a bunch of their characters in anime magical girl skins and it's all very aesthetic and all that jazz. Um, so for this event this year, they wanted some music for uh, the Sessions album. So Sessions is like a, uh, an album of community artists that get together and make songs for the event. And then any streamers and, and such and YouTubers can use the songs copyright free. Because uh, it's always a pain when you're making YouTube videos or streaming on Twitch and stuff gets muted. Um, so yeah, we got invited by Riot. We had a bunch of calls with their... It was individually, but we had calls with their creative team. Um, and honestly, they 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 really impressed me. I can't show any of it because it's confidential because I'm looking mm -hmm. at it right now. Um, <laughs> but they had essentially the... Uh, they had really done their research. They had looked into Kawaii Bass and Future Funk and the whole Vaporwave and City Pop stuff. They had um, got that for Talia, who's the new Star Guardian. They had this whole kind of visual aesthetic and story planned out and had this whole slideshow and the kind of vibe and what's crazy to me is uh for this event for the album they commissioned an animated music video which went up on their channel and stuff but it was animated with a studio uh called the line some people may have heard of it some not but they did music videos for gorillas Ooh, um, wow they did the what's the one where they're in the desert and they is it dirty harry or something gorillas i don't know um i don't know. they did they yeah, did a few, harry. Yeah. a few animated videos for gorillas um and so yeah we were part of this this crazy thing where all of a sudden 
this major multi-billion dollar games company had sat up and take notice and took notice of the vaporwave and the future funk scene and said hey this looks cool let's do it mm-hmm. and uh they had this list of artists i was on the list among with you know uh fiber strawberry station uh 3d blast tanuki um and then they also had other people from the kind of electronic scene so that was still kind of uh I want to say Kawaii, or they had that kind of style. So Snail's House, um, Synthion, that kind of upbeat future-based sound. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were brought on. I did two tracks. Uh, we could do one or two. I just chose to do two because I had it. Um, and yeah, it was just great working with the creative team. Our songs got used all over the place. They were used for... It was it, The funniest thing, and that... It, it made me think how crazy this is, is uh, one of my songs, A, was used for, I think it was played at the League of Legends European Championships during the break. Wow. <laughs> um, but even crazier than that, my girlfriend was sat watching Crunchyroll one day, like the anime streaming service, and up comes an ad for League of Legends. And in the ad, my music is playing. <laughs> so wow. she sat there Do you watching. you get royalties for that? Crunchyroll and my music's on an ad for that and of course you know uh, Mayor got his music in as well and it was used all over the place so it was just really fantastic to see such a huge company such a huge project sit up take notice work with us and just be so fantastic and it was just a joy to make something for uh, not only something that was so big and wide-reaching but because what, what I didn't want to happen was this big company came in and said, okay, just hire whoever, make some make some tracks, blah, blah, blah. They had really, what I want to stress is they had really, really done their research. They had gone into the scene. They had understood the aesthetic and, and everything that we do. And they had mm-hmm. took that on board and really worked with it and worked with yeah. us and just did a fantastic job. Yeah, that's great. Shouts out Riot for making that opportunity for people. So cool, so cool. I think a lot of the reason could be attributed to like Twitch streamers and people that play League, like listening to Lee to Future Future Funk and being mm-hmm. into this vibe where you know the people at Riot are watching the streams maybe here and there, and then you know they kind of catch on that way, and it's really cool to to see them like be that deep into their own product you know not just to to sell something like i think of like what ubisoft would do in this situation Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah (laughs) it it really came across how um and it's an hour and a half long video too it's not just yeah it's a long album um yeah yeah they really know their stuff they really know their their customers and how to do creative stuff because if anyone's not watched arcane i know lots of people will watch arcane on netflix go and watch arcane right now it, you don't need to know anything about league to be honest it's nothing even to do with league it's the best animated thing i've watched in so long it's fantastic really oh yeah, that's yes. cool okay i got arcane uh, amazing um i'll i'll check it out i'm not gonna say anything else about it because okay. it'll spoil it but just oh it's so we'll good we'll go in we'll go in <laughs> blind um, uh, that's some of my favorite movies i've seen going in blind you know something yeah about it yeah, you get that vibe. But yeah, no, that was a fantastic project. I had two tracks on there. One was called Magic. Um, shout out to my friend Carmen. She did uh, the little giggle sound effects that you hear throughout the track. 
Um, and then my other track was Daydream. And Daydream, actually, I sampled myself. So I, I did a an album ages ago, which was entirely original, called Solo. Um, it's pretty bad. But uh, uh, Andrew, uh, Future Funk Monthly, he played guitar in that. And then I sampled that. So shout out to Andrew for the guitar on this new one. Um, awesome. It came out really well. That's so cool to, to sample yourself from something from 2017. What is Club Moderato? Um, it was just a little net label. Uh, okay. I did a, I did a mix for them, I think, back yeah. in the day. Back gotcha, in the day. Gotcha. <laughs> back in the day. Cool. Well, let's uh, check out one of these tracks here. Um, I think we were going to go with Daydream. Yes, we can go with that. I'll just grab it. Uh, okay. And maybe you can tell us the story of the song while we listen. Um, so you'll notice this song is kind of choppy. Uh, basically, the original was called. What was the original called? <laughs> um, Feelings Fade. I think it was called, as I remember. Um, so I had done this kind of Rhodes synth with guitar pieces from Andrew, um, and it came out alright. But resampling it and then adding a kind of disco beat or a house beat, sorry, onto it, uh, it came out it came out better than expected. And funnily enough, even though I do like Magic more, the other track. Uh, Daydream is is streams much more. It's got much more streams, mm. so people like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice. I love the violin and whatever that is. Hmm. That's um the little the little lead melody. I think is the guitar picked yeah. up. So I'd done a I'd done a double a double. I'd put it one octave above. Uh, nice. Twice as high. Yeah, it feels it's just like sliding kind of more than plucking. It's, it's nice. Yeah. This is such a chill vibe. Yeah, this the other one is more dancey. Uh, in your face, kind of. Yeah. But Riot wanted. Uh, they were they were really open to whatever as long as it fits with the uh, the brief. video is so great too i can see the gorilla style and some of the character animations like the way they move yeah the uh later on 3d blast song actually um he had a he had a i'm trying to remember how to tell this story so his track is called side to side he had done done a bunch of kind of vocals and it would say side to side side to side and um i think it was the riot games music official tiktok put out this video which is there's an official side to side dance now. Oh I remember him talking that about that. Oh my god. Which is so funny. Amazing. Uh but yeah I gotta <laughs> We gotta link that 3D blast side to side. Cause that that was his song is really great. Work I love side to side. Oh yeah and the Fantastic. song is fucking amazing yeah. Side to side. Come on everybody let's side to side. Oh Sorry, we're on to the next song already. <laughs> the, the, the transition was so nice. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, great. That's so cool. Uh, and it's Mir's song. Mayor's song next. Speaking uh, was it of. Drastic Love or 
Gamma Ray. Oh, Gamma Ray. Yeah, I prefer Jurassic Love, but again, Mare blew it out of the park as he does yeah. with with his. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's incredible. Um, speaking of Mare, so when did you join up? Uh, no Tilde tapes because I thought he started that on his own. Yeah, he started it um, pretty early on. Uh, he kind of enlisted me as co-owner. Um, I don't do a huge amount, but I think I just keep him on schedule and uh, mm-hmm. attentive to what needs done. Um, the The big thing was the No Tilled show in Boston, uh, which you might have heard about. So we organized yeah. a show in Boston. Uh, that was fantastic. We had Pat Chennington, we had Fiber, we had Discoholic. Um, we had other people. Uh, Camino 84 showed up as well. <laughs> which oh, was insane um, but yeah that was great uh, so yeah I, I I just help him and if he needs opinions on things or decisions need made uh, I just kind of facilitate that but I, I want to stress he does most mm-hmm. of the work it's his baby so mm-hmm. and nice to see that uh, you know putting that contribution and helping our other artists get their work out yeah um, so the I'm sure you, you come to love all the albums that you guys are choosing together, right? Definitely. The the roster's kind of ninety percent up of, uh, made up of people who who we just know have, over the years. Um, I don't think a lot of people know, but uh, me and Mayor are well. Mayor himself had a a small label called Cerise Records way back in the day, um, and me I was on it. Pop Up was on it. Um, Hiro Tadumatsu was also on it. Oh, nice. Um, oh, he, yeah. The the uh, Corespec just put out their album again. Neo Kobe Nightly Neo Kobe Selecta. Nightly Selecta. Yeah. Yes. So good. So um, good. He used to go by the moniker Alex, but uh, yeah, no, he was on it. So lo- loads of people had our start on that label, um, Series Records. So I think Mare and, Mare and me felt it was good to essentially make a, a return to a small roster. We, we keep it small of people we know. Um, and we just put out kind of small releases to mm-hmm. the community. Because again, as we said, there's so many releases coming out. We try to make them small and targeted. And it's also, I think, an outlet for other stuff that people want to release. Like we said, the the pop-up hip-hop album we did was probably the best. No Tilled was the best place for it because it wasn't... Um, it wasn't Future Funk or Disco House. So for fans of pop-up specifically they can come to No Tilt to see his his deep cuts sort of thing. Yeah. And that's getting a tape as well. It's a fairly long album, right? Um, I'm unsure as to whether it's getting a tape. We are working okay. on uh, tapes possibly for No Tilt Volume 2, which is the second volume of our compilation that we do. Uh, we like to do that every year if we can. Uh, yeah. Awesome. At the end of the year? Um, usually it comes about that time. Um, I think that's just the way schedules sit. Uh, because me and Mary are both quite busy, so it always gets to the end of the year, and we're like, "Oh, we need to put this out quick." Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it's done in haste. You know, if we don't have anything ready, we're not. It's it's not ready. Uh, yeah, but we ask everyone to get a track together because it, it it just kind of helps the label chug along, be cohesive, keeps everyone invested connected, and yeah. connected, and you know, moving yeah. forward that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, speaking of Bandcamp, I noticed that you don't 
post your albums on there really why is that um i don't anymore simply because uh i'm just checking what's on it now actually because i've not been on it in ages um it's essentially because my albums get posted either to the business casual or to the my pet flamingo band camp um i find i get most of my traffic through uh, not really soundcloud anymore it's mostly spotify to be honest um the mm-hmm. my band camp at the moment my personal one i really just use it for kind of archival purposes there's a lot of old stuff on there i was thinking about taking it off but solos on there that i mentioned so if you want to go and listen yeah. to that before it gets taken off um yeah um it's, a, it's just simply because it gets posted to those band camps you know they're they're quite big in their own right so if people are going to listen to it they're probably going to listen to it there uh yeah for sure for sure yeah makes sense so what's uh the plan for the next six months or so for melonade um for melonades basically it's just releases over the next few months so i got i had we had the echoes of the past new song we have um the new song on flamingo funk volume three that vinyl's out in two weeks or just under two weeks on 17th we have the big one we have the from the heart vinyl which is out april 14th um and then after that i'm not really sure uh i'm i'm working on a music commission at the moment um which is just uh mostly remixes actually uh but you might hear those at some point aside from that after albums i usually cool. like to take a sizable break yeah. uh there was quite as people might know so there's quite a break after splash before I, there was a good like four months before i even did anything um it made such a splash you gotta wow, stop and smell nice. the roses nice you know <laughs> enjoy the fruits of your labor right yeah um on the vinyl though actually is uh it's been a long time coming there's a bonus track on the vinyl which you can also hear on my patreon um it's a collab with lem kuja uh people might have heard of him but he's kind of more electronic uh sound in the scene um he's also a guy i've known for a long time incredibly talented always wanted to work with him but schedule just never aligned uh and now it did and we made a track and i think it came out pretty well so that'll be on the vinyl and it'll <clears throat> sorry it'll be out publicly um after the vinyl comes out it'll go into streaming so if you want to wait to see it you can listen to it then but as for cool. the next six months probably just take a rest and then and then do a single mm-hmm. that's what i usually do yeah <laughs> yeah follow the cycle awesome sure. Um, okay, so we're getting close to the end of my questions now. Um, I, I have one more, I have two more for you. So next one we'll go with is, do you have any thoughts on the state of the future funk scene, vaporwave scene, and what we can do to help grow artists and you know eventually help people to be able to make a living off their music mm-hmm. in these communities, in these genres? Um, it's a good question. I think making a living off of it is very difficult. Uh, at least a partial living maybe yeah um, yeah you know factor that into maybe um i'd say supporting labels is the main thing um not by that i mean don't you know buy every physical or whatever um but even just chucking in you know two pounds for a, a digital release can go a long way um the scene i think right now is in a good place we have a lot of bigger artists like 
Young Bay and the Neon City folks doing live shows. Um, Fiber and Disco, yeah. yeah, Fiber, Discoholic, and Pat Chennington also doing great work doing live mm-hmm. shows. Um, there's a there's the eternal doomsayers of oh, vaporwave is dead, oh, future funk is dead, nobody listens to this anymore. It's it's simply not true. You know, the the League of Legends thing was one of the biggest things to happen in future funk to it ever, like full stop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, millions of streams, millions of people saw that all over the world. It was it was at the League of Legends Championships. It was you know it's huge. Um, so this idea that it's dying is just false. Uh, it's just wrong. But um, I think it's in a good place. There's a lot of new producers coming through, especially from Latin America. People like Luan Mercuretto, um Azaria, etc. Too many to name. Um, if I miss you, and I know you, apologies. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's new people coming in. Um, I think it's the same kind of people listening to it. It's maybe not growing as fast as some people would like. That's okay. Stuff doesn't have to grow. Stuff doesn't always grow exponentially or immediately or fast enough. Um, but I think it's in a good place. We're just trucking along. We're making cool stuff. That's yeah, awesome. So you talked about things a little bit that um, you know a customer can do to help an artist, but what are some things that an artist can do? Maybe um, a small, newer artist or someone who's been kind of struggling to get to that next level yeah i'd say really connecting with other artists is key um i know there's this whole bullshit networking climb the greasy pole stuff which i believe me i hate it more than anyone um but even going past that you can just make some really good friends in the in the scene um you know the the lifelong friends that i have are from music and nowhere else um I've really met some great people and it's just wonderful to be among so many talented individuals. Uh, and if you, as a small artist, if you connect with them and um, really kind of get into the spirit of what the scene is about, I think it will pay dividends because uh, in other, maybe in other music scenes, I'm not sure. There might be more negativity. I feel like in this scene, everyone is... You know, you can't be positive all the time, but everyone builds each other up. I never, I hardly ever see anyone putting anyone else down. Um, there's always room for improvement, but the scene is just so positive and helpful. And if you connect with it people, it seems really wholesome these yeah, days. Um, you'll get help or feedback or whichever. And, you know, everyone's just so positive. You can make great friends. What is there to lose, you know? Yeah, for sure. So if I, maybe I haven't made my friends yet mm-hmm. and I feel like an outsider, mm-hmm. you know, how do you break into the circles and not like make people feel uncomfortable? You know, you can step on people's toes or you can be yeah. too loud and disturb the flow of how it was, you know, like what what's some things people can do there? I would... um the first thing I would say is send demos. Send demos to labels. Um, Alan at Corspect is always open to new stuff. Uh, me and Mare also always open to new stuff on No Tilt. Uh, we had new artist Morlo. Uh, he actually watched our live streams and sent us something he had. Now he's on the roster. Um, Fiber and Discoholic, if you have good stuff from Montem, 
send them a demo. Uh, Nightfall Collective, uh, ran by Dane, great guy, always open to new stuff. Um, so really, don't just be uh, don't be afraid to send labels your stuff. We're always looking for new talented people. Um, and if you want to just hit people up on Discord or Twitter, honestly, like they're all they're all friendly guys. So. You know, ninety nine percent of the time you're not going to get turned away. We'll have a listen. We'll we'll see what works, and we'll you know we'll welcome you in. Is mm-hmm. is is the thing? Yeah. And if you don't have an album to submit, maybe just connect on Discord. Yeah, uh, work in progress track funk. singles. Uh, if you want to offer a remix to someone, you know, can I remix your track? Sure, I'll send you stems. Um, you know, people are always looking for remixes. Um, yeah. That's a great idea. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing your insight. Hopefully, we can help some people out with that. Mm. So one more question I have for you, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, was uh, the AI, like, you know, the, mm. the popularity is growing, especially with ChatGPT and MidJourney and whatnot. Yeah. So... You know, have you been keeping up? Are you utilizing any of it? And what do you think is the future of it? Yeah, so for someone, obviously I mentioned before I'm a programmer, so I work in tech. It's quite interesting from being a a tech person's perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm not utilizing it at the moment. Um, I think it's very interesting. It gives a kind of look into where the future is headed. yeah. The first thing I would say is that all the doomsayers saying, "Oh, everyone's job will be gone tomorrow." It's not. It's not happening. Um, th- is that are, because new jobs are going to be created? Um, it's because of that, but also because it's not. What people don't realize is it's not there yet. Um, I want to get across this idea of. So before you know, there there hasn't been AI. It's not you know. It's it's been it's been used in a lot of places like data analysis and computer vision and all that jazz. This YouTube is, algorithm. This, yeah, this is the first step towards what's called general AI, which is for solving general problems. Um, all the doomsayers saying, oh, your job will be on tomorrow. This is not that, but this is, what this is, is it's the beginning. This is, this is the start of where AI goes. Um, it's not there yet is the key thing. It, there's plenty of problems it can't solve. When it's drawing people, it still doesn't understand that people have five fingers and sometimes it draws them with three, sometimes it draws them with seven. Um, but what people can see now is that it's getting there uh, and that this is the start of the trajectory wherever it takes us to more AI. Um, I'm not using it currently. I've seen a lot of stuff people using it for code um what i also want to stress as a programmer at least from my understanding is those examples of it generating code are taken quite out of context so the examples i've seen you'll give it a prompt make me a system in code in this language that does this this this, and this and then it makes this presumably bug free code that does generally speaking what you want um what people are not realizing is that that number one, that piece of code is out of context. So, you know, to, to use that in your system, you have to have a programmer who is knowledgeable about code to take that and integrate it into whatever system you're using or to modify it 
to do specific stuff you need. Um, so again, the idea that all programmers' jobs would be gone tomorrow is just false. But this is the beginning of, I can use this tool to automate mundane stuff and then use it to speed up development. Uh, that's generally my perspective on things from a tech from a tech mm-hmm. uh, and I guess there's a distinction to be made between a programmer and a scripter um, yes kind of because um, the context doesn't matter as much for a script yeah least. They're, they're kind of there's a Venn diagram there and they overlap quite largely <laughs> but yeah. um, you know there's a difference between coding systems and you have a system which are then say a dialogue system and then you script some dialogue for the game that's scripting versus coding um it's funny looking at it from that perspective my perspective comes from a security a cybersecurity one Mm. and you know on the subject of malware or identity impersonation or phishing emails uh, those things are really yeah. hot conversations right now. Yeah, I would probably be uh, more worried about quantum computers because then it will just break all yeah, the patches. <laughs> yeah, everyone change your passwords to 25, 30 characters. What's funny though is most of the web is designed with a 20 character max password. Mm. What's I've, the main hash that's used I've, I've found that. for encryption at the moment? You'll know. SHA-256 uh, probably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, that's, yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy, man. I'm watching um, devs right now. Ah, uh, yeah, heard see of that, that show. Yeah, yeah. There's some quantum computing elements to it. Mm. Uh, that'll be that. That will be fucked. Like people are yeah. worried about AI. It's like <laughs> don't even don't even sweat it. Quantum, but it is. Theory. There are different levels of AI. So once it gets to that next stage, where it's uh, it's not general AI, super AI, or what? Yeah, whatever. Say, I'm not super AI number three in, in the stages, but yeah, but the one where it's like indistinguishable from a human and can think for itself and all that, it's just gonna get way smarter than us, quicker than we could possibly imagine because all the computers are connected, so they're. You know, they'll all be one giant human, basically, spread across the planet. Yeah. And become smarter than us because we are just individual humans, um, not like a collection. So we can really only think for ourselves and only have an impact on, like, our surroundings. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, and yeah, people can just like write malware now without needing to be able to code. Yeah, so it introduces they did, a lot more I saw they put, actors. I saw, I saw they put a bunch of protections in, like, oh, if you if yeah. you try to ask it to do dangerous stuff, it'll say, chat GPT should not be used for this, pro- this mm-hmm. purpose. If but, you know the right prompts, though, you can. And yeah. also, people that are doing it aren't really using chat GPT. They're just going straight into GPT 3.5, which is not a chat trained uh transformer so you know it doesn't really understand conversation yeah it just it's just a prompt and then it does yeah as opposed to back yeah yeah basically but if you ever trying to get on 
chat GPT and it doesn't work, um, you can just use the, the fucking, the other one. It's a, it's a playground something. Let me pull it up here. Yeah. Beta.openai.com slash playground. If you just go straight there, you can, you don't have to wait for the, you know, to get let in basically. <laughs> yeah. I always find, I have tried to use ChatGPT a few times, but I think for the UK servers, it's always fully loaded. I've never actually been able to get in. What? Oh, geez. That's crazy. I use it constantly. Yeah. I'll try it right. That Hang on. Let me try sucks. it. <laughs> yeah, you should. Well, but you can use Playground. It's, so a, it's 11 o'clock, so maybe it'll be. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. You yeah. got it. Evidently, nice. I just have to not do it at like, lunchtime when everyone. Yeah. <laughs> just live the opposite life of people. You'd think people would start using it at night, though, because everyone gets home from work and shit. Mm. Um, well, I guess, sorry, it's 6 p.m. for me. It's what, 2 a.m. for you? Uh, right now, it's just what? past 11 p.m. So it's not too bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not not too bad. Right, right. Yeah, I guess Scotland. Right. But um yeah, I've got I've got so many different prompts running for different things, helping me at work and whatnot. Mm. The one th- uh, the one thing I have used it for, because I did actually forget, is um for my game, I found uh it was another one. I think it was mid journey or another one. I did use it to generate a couple concept arts. Um so I have a, or I commissioned someone to do uh, the 3D models for the characters and I, ca- I can't draw for shit, but I have mm-hmm. the idea in my head of what the character needs to look like. So the AI was able to obviously oh, take, take the things from, from my brain and, mm-hmm. and make it into not a, not a great concept, you know, because obviously sometimes they're missing a leg or they have fucked up fingers or it's just yeah, the wrong but that's but it, that's it gives the a basis power of the technology yeah, right there yeah. right like it puts artistic creativity in the hands of people who can only dream of it before yeah and and it doesn't have to be used in a malicious way it can be used as a thought board it doesn't have to be used in a malicious image way board. but it will be <laughs> yeah it will yeah, be for sure well i just mean like there's a lot of pushback on the AI art community, right? That that, that dude won that contest with the prompt and his own yeah creative I, abilities as well. But I think there's on that topic. I think there's definitely a, a debate and an argument to be had to say like, "Cool, we're making this thing. It can do cool stuff. Maybe we should have a line somewhere." I would highly support having a line. Um, well, the thing is, you can if you know the right prompts, you can trick it to bypass like a lot of the security features yeah it's true i i mean a more general line about artists yeah, and true. the value of their work etc oh yeah um okay. i think it's important whether the whether the creators of it will listen because they're making so much fucking money is another matter um but yeah it's a it's a very interesting yeah. area of development and I yeah well there's a uh, it's good because there's a lot of competition right now so uh, we uh, get to see all the new exciting tools come out and choose collectively what the best ones are like obviously we want then, ones that have security built in and use them before yeah. google or microsoft buys them <laughs> well that's the thing that's the thing right they're already charging for chat gpt premium yep. now yeah um another recommendation i have is if anyone wants to because you know you got the microsoft bing uh, uh stuff uh, which is 
pretty interesting too. They're they're doing some, yeah, uh, they, they are doing some cool stuff over there though. Um, but uh, if you check out you dot com, that's y o u dot com. It's a secure, as far as I know, surf search engine more secure than Google. That also has Chat uh, GPT built in. I so see. if you don't want to like open up the beta for Bing and sign up and wait for your you know, to get accepted and then open the extension and all the shit you have to do, you can just go to you.com and start using theirs, mm. which is super, super handy. What Especially because it's built in what to a world search. It would be if Bing or the reincarnation overtook <laughs> Google eventually. How funny would that yeah. be? Yeah, yeah. Google is struggling. All they have left is search, really. And then that's struggling too because. The internet is becoming a video medium and image based, and yeah. not so much. It's anyone like people who, search shit on TikTok now, right? Like yeah, and anyone, anyone who wants to find or Reddit properly on Google will simply do a Google search and then be annoyed and append Reddit to the end of their query. Yeah, and exactly. they will actually find about what they need. Recently, maybe on the last episode. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Google's shooting themselves in the foot by doing that, but it's also just a natural uh, effect of the adpocalypse. Yeah, it's really right. And the, the corporate takeover, which we kind of talked about last episode too. But yeah, it's interesting stuff. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I, I'm... Yeah, I don't know if I'm worried about people's jobs. I'm not worried about mine, so that's good. Yeah, no, mine is... Um, but it, it does make me... Uh, regret less not getting into programming when I was young. Like I, I kick myself yearly, like going through phases. Like, all right, I'm gonna learn Python now, and then I never do. Um, yeah, I never learned it. But I understand code well enough to be able to to use like scripts more mm. more so than actual programs. Yeah, I never I never learned it properly until I went to uni. Uh, Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, always good. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, and it, it's and it, what's gonna do is make, force people to be good coders, right? It's just gonna weed out the people that yeah probably aren't really needed. Yeah, as I said, right now this idea that like you can ask ChatGPT to make code and then you can just copy and paste it into what you have, it's not gonna work. That you can't just get AI to make you sections of code and just copy and paste them. Like, it won't work. You need to have the knowledge to know what that code it's generated does and then integrate it properly instead of... Yeah, exactly. Copy and paste. Even if it's a rudimentary knowledge, you can still have to have some... Yeah. So, yeah. But for the majority of people that want to use it for that sort of thing, they they can, which is going to be interesting. Especially, like I said, if you can bypass the security features. Mm. And um, one last question before I turn it over to you. What Vaporwave artists, you know, future funk artists, you know, community artists, um, do you think people should check out that they haven't heard of yet? Great question. Um, so I would probably say uh, the first two is Luan Mer, obviously, who's I've worked with. Um, and I mentioned before uh, Shirueto who has, if I pronounce that correctly, apologies if I'm not, uh, his new album, Era, uh, which is out on Neon City. Re- Again, I've said it before, but it's fantastic. Uh, really fantastic. We have 
uh, Snow Dream, I mentioned before. Um, mm-hmm. He makes kind of good, good house records. Um, and then all the guys, or at least people I know, uh, Happy Cola, if you like more kind of electronic chopped stuff, uh, Happy Cola or uh, Crylo, he put out an album called Pilot, uh, definitely more electronic, more chopped up. Um, so those two artists, fantastic, if you've not heard of them before. Awesome. Um, or anyone else on the League of Legends compilation, because they had they had big hitters like Snail House and Tanuki and stuff, but there's also, uh, if you're more into the kind of kawaii-based stuff, they had some fantastic artists on there uh, as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, I really like that first song by Suteki. Yeah, that was used for the main... Uh, the main trailer for the whole event actually is a great song. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll have to run through this whole video again and check these artists out. And we'll, you know, all the artists we've mentioned today, we'll try and link, uh, you know, one of their albums or at least in the description of the show. So check the show notes if you want to tune in to any of that. Okay. Um, did we play... Did we play all the songs? Yeah, Star Guardian so. we played. Nobody here. Okay, awesome. Um, all right, well, we'll uh, we'll pass it over to you then. If you have any closing remarks, any shout outs you want to give, and then we'll we'll pick one song of yours to uh, end the show off with. Alrighty. Well, once again, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Um, pleasure, pleasure. It's fantastic to have a new album out again. Feels good. Uh, if you want to listen to it it's on Spotify just search for uh, Melanade or From the Heart um, it's out on vinyl on April 14th I want to make sure I get that date right uh, and I've got new songs and new stuff coming all this month uh, again the Patreon is up patreon.com slash Melanade music um, if you want some extra goodies um, and stay tuned for more stuff in the future awesome and what's your melanade twitter it's uh at it's just at melanade music okay melanade music awesome awesome well great thank you so much for coming on the show it's great to talk again and be able to get that inside knowledge on the future funk community you know i've been a big fan for years i have a lot of tapes and whatnot but mm-hmm. i haven't been following it as much since like 2021 so um i appreciate that and uh you know hopefully we'll have some of those other artists on the show that you mentioned eventually too for sure yeah awesome so what song do you think we should finish off with here um are we playing something from from the heart whatever you want whatever okay. you think and maybe for a new listener who hasn't heard you yet what do you think a new listener or a deep cut what, what, or a deep cut um let's see why don't we go for bonjour story because it's a little bit hip-hop. It's a little bit Flamingosis style. Um, but it's also with one of my good friends, Mr. Wax, uh, who is a great producer. So we'll go with that. Perfect. Taking it back full circle to Bonjour Story. Thank you so much again, Melanade. Such a pleasure. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>